Life, and the life we give to others, is the greatest reward. Listen to our guests reward us with their life and life's journey, today on The Escavelio Show. Welcome to the Escavelio Show. I have the hitman, Stephen Kuhn, right here with me. Good morning, Escavelio Empire. It's 11 o'clock somewhere, and it's probably almost 7, 8 o'clock in beautiful Budapest, Hungary. I hope I said that right. You did. But I, I have the hitman. Not a hitman. Uh, it's a professional. We're talking a professional. Not the hitman Thomas Hearns. Not the hitman Bret Hart. The hitman Stephen Kuhn. And I always misspell that because I'm looking at the name and I'm pronouncing it K-U-H-N, but it's pronounced Kuhn. Yeah. I hope I got that right. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. A little bit of housekeeping before we start with the interview. We like acronyms here on the Escavelio Show. Thank you. And I almost affectionately call my audience, the Escavelio Empire, because I think that's what I'm building here, an empire. So let me explain why I wanted Stephen on my uh, podcast, because I think we have a connection, and anytime you have a connection with somebody, that instant connection with somebody, you just got to, you yearn to learn more about it. I'm a little nervous because this is my first video, <laughs> so bear with me. Thank you for listening. If you didn't catch episode number 23, go check it out it's on the website. This is episode number 24 with the Hitman. Hit stands for honesty, integrity, and transparency. Those sound really simple, but trust me, they're not. Let's get into, I have Steven on the web's, web uh, Zoom webcam. It, webcam. <laughs> First of all, let me say thank you to Steven for doing the Escavelio show. My and, absolute pleasure. I've, you know, we've been sort of connecting on my lives and on Facebook uh, occasionally. Uh, you're always uh, like very supportive of me. And then when I saw the chance to get on, I jumped at it, of course. Absolutely. And I appreciate from the bottom of my Escavelio heart. Uh, <laughs> if uh, you never heard the show before, and if you're new to the show, uh, the story behind the Escavelio word is not my original idea. It is actually from my service days. Uh, a very warm, loving person, Ira Martin, is responsible for the word Escavelio. We were in a department store one time, and I'll make this really quick and concise. We were in a department store, and Hispanic last names are very, very difficult to pronounce. So she gets on the loudspeaker, and she tried. She put her heart and her soul, and just and she's probably like 50-something years old, and she just let it out there. Escavelio, Escavelio, I come to, <laughs> and I'm sure she said it much better than I did, but I was just, you know, in that second, I could have been like, you know, that old beep, 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 because you don't like the curse here on the Escavelio show, but nope, I put my heart into it, and I just smiled, and when I, every time I say Escavelio, that memory comes just instantly, and I'm traveled back into 2003, right before my, my time in Iraq. So, and that, that word Escavelio just brings an, an abundance of happiness to my heart because it reminds me that we always have a choice. No matter how bad things are going for us, we always have a choice. You know, if you're facing war, divorce, 
and sometimes divorce is a war, you always have a choice. And Stephen, not Steve, got it? You know, you, it's just natural. You want to say Steve, but it, it's Stephen, you know? And I do that with the utmost respect because I respect everybody. But Stephen, like I said, we instantly connect. When he came on the uh, Entrepreneurs on Fire, and maybe I heard it there, or maybe I heard him on the Facebook Lives, but he said this quote. He said, as a quote from Marcus Aurelius, he says, if one man can do it, any man can do it. That means you can do it. Woman, man, child, it's, it's universal. So I'd like to welcome Stephen to the Escavelio Empire, the Escavelio family, because I think we are family, because when you get to know people, you know, I'd, I'd even let him borrow some eggs and milk if you wanted to. <laughs> 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 Might be a long, <laughs> a long poster stamp, but let's get into the show. I want to welcome Stephen to the Escavelio Empire, because, like I said, we're all bringing building an empire. So, let's get before we get into HIT. It's an acronym from Honesty, Integrity, Transparency. I want to go back to who Stephen came to be this hitman, because we don't instantly know this wisdom. We don't instantly just wake up and be who we are today. So take us back. You don't have to take like, all the way back to being, but where are you from? Things like that. Okay, sure. Um, I, I grew up in, in central Pennsylvania, which we call lovingly Pennsylvania. And um, that's, that's, that's um, a, you know, I grew up with a trailer and a mobile home and little houses and things like that. And I left for the army immediately after high school. <laughs> like, get out. And um, I ran as far as I could, as fast as I could, to literally change who I was. Um, so I didn't like who I was when I was growing up. I didn't like anything about me. I didn't like uh, the way people looked at me, talked to me, talked about me, and that made me even worse. I tried every sport you can imagine, and I was horrible at every single one. Um, but I stuck it out uh, until my sophomore year. Then I stopped playing any sports and turned into like a doofus, I guess. I don't know, you know. And just sort of like, okay, I'm leaving, and I'm just going to do my time here, and I'm leaving. And that's how it was in high school. For me. So as soon as that razor touched my head when in Fort Knox, Kentucky, when I was getting my head shaved for the boot camp, I said, this is my new, new uniform. This is my new me. And nothing touched me since then. So, and, and it's, not, it's not because I pushed things away. It's because I absorbed everything. And I said, the more I can absorb, the more I can build myself up. And that ended up being, um, you know, here I am uh, 32 years later after boot camp. Um, and I've worked for Andrea Bocelli. I've worked for Mick Jagger. I've worked for Olivia Newton-John. And these are all things that I created from zero. So I approached these people and I said, you need me, more or less, and showed them a solution for problems they had. And then they brought me on. And I learned this all the way through my life because I attach to people who can teach me. And I see them and I, I absorb, 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 like a sponge, and just constantly absorbing new wisdom. And I make it mine immediately. Not that I make it mine and plagiarize. I make it mine and, and turn it into my own personal thing and use it as a building block to get further and further. Um, first of all, I used to live in Pennsylvania, right outside of, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's the weirdest thing you said, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I lived in Central Bucks County, which is, you know, it's a little bit of a drive from Central Pennsylvania. I know exactly not, where it is. I know not exactly. that far. And I went to UNAMI, much love to UNAMI, middle school. Uh, it's funny you should mention that. I mean, there's so many connections, <laughs> Army, Pennsylvania. I mean, even the haircut people, you know. I, I, <laughs> but the one thing the Army teaches you from day one is to know wisdom and know how to apply wisdom. Not so much plagiarize wisdom because 
and you think the the phrase is that if you if you give me credit at least uh, two or three times, and it's yours forever. Yeah. Well, look, you can't like no one. Uh, I mean, who invents? new thoughts these days. I mean, it's all repurposed and sort of, okay, there are those, those wisdom breakers out there, but even someone like a massive influencer like Gary Vee, mm-hmm. he's not making stuff up. You know, he, he didn't make up hustle. He didn't make up grind. He just, he just uses it as an accentuator to get his point across and people pick up on it. And of course he's an influencer. So people follow him and, you know, so it's, it's, he made what he learned out of his life, his and put it into sort of bite-sized pieces for everybody else. And that, and that's what it's all about. You know, for me, um, whatever I do, I do it for, of course, my quality of life, and I do it for my life enterprise. All those in my life, all all, all the stakeholders in my life enterprise. But in the end, I literally do it to, to pass on because there's one thing that I remember when I was growing up is that I always knew that I wanted to impact not just my family or the friends around me or America. I wanted to impact the world, the globe, and the universe. And that's why I got into quantum physics, sort of, you know, oh. the, 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 you know the, the, how the mind operates and how creating reality and how, you know, our expectations actually influence what happens in our life, things like that. So I'm always uh, learning and adjusting and trying and, 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 and testing and trying and testing. It's, it's, a, it's a crazy life. So I have to give back. The way that I give back is I do my lives, right? Okay. So, yeah. and, I, and I teach and I coach and I train and I mentor uh, and I consult business owners on how to turn their business around from failing to, you know, future success. And I do it what I call immediate impact. And immediate impact works in a few ways. One way is I find dormant revenue laying around in your business, meaning it's revenue that you've never, never seen and never picked up on, but it's there. And number two is we work on, after we do that, we work on the mindset so that we realize that, you know, the things that you're holding on to and you're scared that might happen are exactly what's going to happen. So when we learn to let them go, um, suddenly things change. And I mean suddenly they change. Because when you change your mind, you change your world. You know, letting go is such a difficult concept just in the, the you know, friends, family, loved ones and stuff like that. And then when you lose people like uh, in the service, because we, we're leaving the service all the time. And I, I really want to talk about the service, but um, they teach you how to connect with people. But they never really teach you how to let go of people. You know that you can get into people's heads, you can get into their hearts, you can get into their their physic their physical fitness, and you can be in their lives every single day. But then, overnight, you're automatically just separated, and it's like they don't teach you those skills to reintegrate. Of course, your emotional state, but your social state, and you know everything nowadays is social media. It's instant, instant messenger. How do you because? We have our experiences. We have our history. I'm forty years. I'm forty something years old. I think Stevens is about thirty eight, thirty nine. <laughs> Thank you. I'm 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 just over fifty. So yeah. You you look good for fifty, and and I'm you know happily married people, and this is a family <laughs> show. So, but when people look you know good, you give them a compliment. There's nothing wrong with compliments. It's just when you're a sleazy salesman. And like, yeah, that hairstyle is just ravishing. No, no, no. <laughs> See, and another thing that connected me with uh, Stephen is, is uh, of course, our history and stuff like that. But when he was, he's such an authentic person. You know, we were talking about uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup uh, creamer earlier in coffee. You know, the things that connect us are much, much better. And the things that keep us connected are even greater, like the peanut butter. I would have just looking at Stephen. I wouldn't, you know, I had a 50 50 chance of um, <laughs> assuming, but you know, 
you never want to assume anything, right. especially about people, because you never know who you're going to meet. And oh, I love that. You never know who's in front of you. And listening, of course. And, uh, it's not. It's not just about listening. Like this is this is a, a this is a the the lesson for anyone out there that has anything to do with people in the service industry. You never know who that guest is. You never know who that customer is. Never. And I have. I could go through two hours of talking straight of how I advanced my life, my career, my love because I treated everyone like they were the only person on the planet. Um, and I made sure that even after my shift or after, like a bartender or I was a waiter, after my shift or whenever it was, I made sure that they got what I promised and I, they got what they, they earned and deserved. And that catapulted me through my life. I mean, I went from one um, uh, contract to another and because I was so good to these two gentlemen that kept coming in, they brought me on into their business and they quadrupled my pay. Oh, wow. Overnight, I made, I was making over 20 grand a month. And I was like 32 years old and I was going, oh, and I just got out of the army when I was 27. So I was like, holy, wow. You know, and I'm oh, thinking God. imposter complex, you know, like completely, you know, I'm like, oh my God, oh, what if they realize I'm not worth this or, uh, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Because suddenly your whole paradigm shifts. Like you, yeah. everybody talks about the glass ceiling, right? Well, suddenly I, I, I went through three glass ceilings at one time. Mm -hmm. And there I stood with directors and I was given an office, like a marble office with a secretary. And I was like, what in that? Three years ago, I was a sergeant in the army, and here I am. Or four years ago, I was in the army. You know, four years before that, I was in the army as a sergeant. Next thing you know, I'm sitting with the director of a NASDAQ-listed company, and I'm one of the directors going, oh, man, what do I do in here? You know? <laughs> you know? So, so that all happened because I invested in relational capital. I knew that if I invested in all those people in my life enterprise, and that means every customer, every person that gets in front of me, whether it's a cleaning lady down the street, my family, my friends, you, for instance, you're now in my life enterprise. You're a stakeholder in my life enterprise. So I'm going to treat you as, as amazing as I can. And if you ask for something and we agree on something, then you're going to get it, period. And that, my friend, that guarantees that you're going to have dividends paid out. You're going to have interest paid out. You're going to have a savings, sort of a, a massive savings in relational capital. And that turns into influence. And that mm -hmm. influence that you then have, you can use or, or let's say direct in order to create opportunities to make more money. And that's how I do it. So all the money that I made, I can tell you about this business that I'm, that I'm doing now online. I haven't spent, I spent zero money on marketing. I do no ads. I do no kind of promotion or anything at all. And, I'm, and I make six figures in the first three months. Oh, wow. So how do yeah, you do that? Yeah, it's all relational capital. Absolutely. I think, it's, it, it, I think the underlying premise is you treat everybody as you want to be treated. And I know that we don't like to talk about religion and stuff on this show, but there are many, many um, religious that's, undertones. That's, it's funny you say this because religion is, based, <laughs> religion is based on one thing. And that's religion, believe it or not, is based on quantum physics because it's okay. a known universal law that what you give out, you give back. Just go to the Grand Canyon or any, any, any canyon. You yell, what comes back? The same thing oh, that you yelled. That's, right. that's physics. That's, that's universal law. It's, so that's what religion is based on. Religion is actually based on the universal law, which is fantastic because it takes away that, that sort of, oh, man, I don't want to talk about it because, you know, um, Muslim and he's Christian and he's Jewish and whatever. So this way, when you talk about quantum physics, you're also talking about religion, but all religions. And so what, like you said, what you, what, the, the, what you give out, you get back means treat mm -hmm. others as you want to be treated. So if you want respect, like people say, you got to respect me. I actually did a live this morning. My, my okay. Magic Morning Live, I did exactly this. As I said, people talk about, you know, I want respect. You got to respect me for what I've done. Respect me for my rank or whatever, right? And you're like, look, man, all you need to do, <laughs> all you need to do is respect me at the level that you want to be respected. 
and it's automatic. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, um, what was I going to say? Oh, um, just um, I love the philosophy with religion and stuff, um, but trying to talk to the whole concept of a higher power and God, you know, this is his law. I mean, it just, it, it, uh, it confuses people. You know, well, so, I get it because yeah. I, I don't talk about, I, don't talk, I, I always say whoever you believe in, whatever right. you believe in. Some people believe in God. Some people believe in Allah. Some people believe in Buddha. Uh, some people believe in a higher, whatever, whatever it is, but we all know one thing. We aren't the highest um, intelligence yeah. on the planet in the universe. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Not even close, right? So there's something, whoever it is, whatever is out there, all I know is it works. Quantum physics works the way that I, when I, when I want to, man, I, this house I'm sitting in right now, I just bought it. Um, and we moved here and it's a dream house. It has everything I ever wanted, a huge garden, a backyard, not garden, they call gardens backyards here, backyard right. with manicured grass and bushes. It looks like something from like Rome in the middle of Hungary, German speaking school for my kids for free instead of paying 20 grand a month like you do in uh, 20, 20 grand a year and, and like you do in Budapest. I'm 20 minutes from the city and I manifested it from zero and the money to buy it in two months. In two months, from zero to, to, to having this house and the money in two months. Wow, two that's months. why, yeah, and that's why I know that quantum physics is real. But getting to that point, it's past, we talk about religion, it's past believing, mm-hmm. it's past faith. It goes to certainty, meaning I'm certain without a doubt that I don't even think about it. Just as you, when you sat on that chair today, had not even a millisecond thought if that chair was a chair or if you're actually going to sit, if it's going to break, will it move? If you're just certain. You don't even think about it. it, it it's, an, it's what they call an is. It is. It, is. it simply it is. is. And when you get to that point, when I got to the point where I'm, this is, I'm getting a house, period, done, and I'm going to pay for it, done. It's, it's, it is. And I just lived my life and I went forward. And I detached myself. From the how. So how it's going to happen, I have no idea. But I know it's going to happen. And that was key for me. Because the, the trying to figure out the how was keeping me from being certain about it will be. And, and I know it sounds tricky. No, no, but, no. But okay, good. It's, it's just like, oh, it's just like when you, when you pray, if you pray, you pray, you say it, you say your intention because it's an intention. And you look up and you go and you give it away. And you have faith that it's going to be taken care of, right? So you don't, you don't think it. You don't like a week later go, hey, hey, what's going on? You look at your watch like, hey, uh, uh, Lord, uh, what's going on? Wait. You, know? right. you don't do that. You let go, right? So it's the same thing. It's just you don't know how it's going to happen. You, don't, you just have faith and belief, and you're certain it's going to happen. Same, same thing. It's, that's, that's quantum physics. Why is, it, why is it so hard for people to – they can believe in something, but when they don't get the desired outcome, they feel – almost disappointed for even praying in the first time or intentions. Cause I understand exactly what you're saying, but for a lot of my listeners who just do the, the nine to five, who just uh, work to retire at, you know, like 80 or 90, whatever it is, or may never retire. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, because we're so simpatico in our, in our belief system, well, you know, for my audience, I want you to, to Google law of attraction, intention, a vision board. Oh yeah. Vision board. Because, um, some of the things that, some of the details, and, I, and that's why I like Stephen too. He gives you these, not these like almost specific details for like the vision board, but he doesn't like um, tell you what to put on your vision board. You know, just to have a vision board is important because you got to, you're the captain of your own ship. You're the master of your own universe. Literally, if you, well, actually my wife. <laughs> 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 she's, probably, 
She's listening. Sorry. Like, I better- yeah, sorry, babe. Uh, okay, she's hey, got to quantify that. Um, qualify. We I, are I, all. Yeah. We are all the yeah. masters of all of our universe. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> but I think that don't get caught up in the outcomes of what you put out in the universe because trust me, you know, from meeting Steven to this podcast, through everything in my life, I could never, ever imagined how my life story to this point would have, you know. And if I did, let me tell you how I would, you know, when I was 18, I would have done at least 40 years in the army, sergeant major, you know, you know, found a desk somewhere, found a nice safe place, retired, you know, probably in Florida or California, one of those places, um, outside some military base, live in the army values. Fate had a different um, role for me. And it wasn't being just showing up and doing what everybody else does. That's easy. And for anybody who can tell you that, you know, just showing up, a lot of people don't show up. Anyway, it's easy for me to say that, of course, because I show up every day. Steven shows up every day and adds value first. Win like former GE CEO Jack Welch. Listen to his book, Winning, available on audiobook. To get your free copy, please visit ryanmichaelesquivel.com slash resources. You know, he didn't come on to the show and say, you know, give me, you know, a thousand dollars and I'll give you the truth to the universe. You know, he's putting value out first. And that's what I really want my listeners to do first. I know this world is skeptical and there's so much negativity. I know you're listening to this podcast because you know there's something more out there. There's something around us as nature pushing us, fueling, fueling our ambitions and our goals and obviously our friendships. You know, my mom used to say, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Yep. <laughs> I didn't get rid of all my friends, but I got rid of most of them. Trust me. <laughs> and then I got new friends. And ironically, I see in them what I see in my old friends, but they just showed up and they did. They put their, their goals, ambitions into practice. And then they started growing from there. And that's what I like about Stephen too. He grows with you, not ahead of you, not you know on the side of you and the back of you, like a some kind of servant. No, we're all equals, and it's the things that we do for others. I think what really sets us apart. It, and indeed, and you know, it's, it's funny you talk about what we do, um, and I always talk about providership, right? And, yeah. and for me, providership is true leadership. And if you want to know what I'm talking about, just think about this. Chloe Madonis, um, sorry, Madonis, um, came up with six core principles of human, as a six core human needs. Like you need these to survive, to live, right? right. And that's, you know, it's certainty, which means comfort. It means uh, you need to uh, feel safe and avoid pain. And, you know, you're, you're in your environment, in relationships, everything's got to be kosher. That's, that's, that's comfort. That's certainty. We need that to survive. Then you have uncertainty, which is variety. It's like we need variety in our life and our food and our emotional well-being. We need our, you know, our bodies to train and excitement. That's all variety. So you need that as well. If you can imagine living without, without excitement, that'd be incredible, incredibly boring. And of course, there's significance. And this is, where, this is where it gets tough because significance means one or the other is either you need to connect. Well, you need to have a connection with other human beings and everyone strives and hopes for sort of doing something better in life or doing something bigger in life. And significant comes from comparing ourselves to others or comparing what we've done to others, what they've done, right? So we can feel significant because we've achieved something that someone else has achieved, which was almost impossible. 
or build something or succeeded at something, that feels significance for, significance for us because people are looking at you going, wow, good job, right? Mm-hmm. Or, and this is where we get um, to the dirty part of it because this is what happens mostly, especially on TV and the media, is you can feel significant by putting someone else down, right? And that's where I don't go, but that's where a lot of people go. So when you see someone putting someone else down, that's because they have a weak self-picture of themselves and they're trying to put them down to make themselves look better, and they're actually undermining their entire um, uh, growth process. So let's talk about growth, right? Growth is when, when, when we stop growing, we die. We need to grow constantly. We need to develop emotionally. We need to learn intellectually. We need spiritually. Anything if, that you want to remain in your life, whether it's your money, your health, or your relationships, or your happiness, has to be cultivated like a garden, right? Right. So let's talk about love again. So love, um, everyone needs connection, right? And literally, a baby will die if you do not, if the mother does not hold it and give it love. Literally, it, it, it will literally die. The last one is contribution. You go beyond your own needs. And we know this from the, from the military, something bigger than yourself, going about uh, 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 giving more than you would ever give, signing that check, that blank check, when you join the military saying, I may never come back. When we, we, we went to war, both of us, um, we wrote our wheels and said, we're ready to go. Let's go. And we went freely. That's contribution. That's bigger than life. So to just to recap, it's certainty and comfort. It's uncertainty, right. which is variety, significance, love, growth, and contribution. When you have those, when you realize that if you're an employer or you're in a relationship, I, like I, I look at my wife and something's bothering me. I'm looking, okay, does she feel significant? Probably. Okay, she does. Does she feel a connection? Uh, maybe I'm busy. I'm too busy. I'm not paying attention. I need to give her some love. So I give her some love. Next week, it's something different. Maybe it's, yeah, you don't say that, right? So <laughs> that too, um, you know, and um, then, then the next week, maybe it's uh, the contribution. She doesn't feel like she's doing enough for the family. She feels like maybe she's being more passive and she needs to work. Does she feel, you know, uh, growth? Is, is, is she growing? Is she educating herself? No, then she's not. Well, I need to push her to help her do that because she will miss that growth. So these are the things that when you're a leader, when you provide, like you said, when you provide for people, you're always looking at them and finding one of the six areas where they're weak and, and you're helping them with that. And that, my friend, creates so much value that you can never get rid of these people no matter what you've done because they say, you changed my life. And I could give you thousands of people that I've ta- talked to and, and still write me to this day because of the people that I've spoken to. Because of that, could be two minutes, it could be 20 minutes, it could be 10 years that I've spent with these people on and off, um, giving them that the providing them that with what they need to grow and to prosper. It's like a garden. You got to cultivate the garden just like anything else. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. If you don't cultivate it, I mean, yeah. let's, let's keep it simple. If you if you go to college and stuff like that and you get a degree, and if you don't use that degree in that chosen field, it's like kind of like a, a doctor being a car salesman. It's just not going to work. But um, what I really want to deep, dive deep with is your personality because I think – a lot of us, especially who me and you, we see people as literally as equal to ourselves. Not yeah. in, not in the sense like a socialism or nothing like that. Where we're all you know, comrades and stuff like no, that. No, 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 no. But in the sense that you know, you're special. I'm special. Of course, everybody's special. But we're special together. I can only do so much on my level, and then without each other, we can't get to that next level. And that's what I when I see people. I don't necessarily see they're so famous or you know. I see them as people. You know, a lot of people have this anxiety and fear about even trying to um, maybe hide behind social media or be somebody that they're not fully themselves because you know we all want to be liked. I want to be liked, sure. I want to be listened to, sure. 
I don't, I don't think that's the, the measure of, of, you know, what I'm doing here, but um, we do have this anxiety about connecting with people who are, I don't know, quote unquote famous. I never had that. Um, wow. Even when I was dealing with the generals, the officers, the sergeant majors, yeah. you know, the directors, you know, full disclosure, everybody, know, anybody who listens to the Escobillo show regularly knows that I'm a full-time employee with the, the Veterans Affairs. So we, we try not to get too much into it, but full disclosure. I treat everybody the same because that's what I want to be treated. And I know I go keep going back to that, but people don't do that. They have these fears, anxiety. Oh no, Steven, he's way too famous. I, I can't talk well, to him. But it's, yeah. it's, it's, well, it's, and that has nothing to do with, with uh, me actually it has everything to do with you right. and, or, or whoever that is. And this is, this is the key. This is how it's going to happen. The, the, the reason that people think like that is because they have expectations, right? They expect me to do this. They expect themselves to do that. They expect, them to be, you know, they expect me to think of them this way or that way. And this is why when I talk about hit, honesty, take transparency, that the outcome of hit, let's talk about hit. Can we, can we talk about hit? So sure. uh, honesty, yeah. honesty with, yeah. honesty with myself is, is key first, right? And then I'm transparent about why I'm honest, right? I'm transparent about why I'm honest with myself, why the decisions that I make, if they're going to affect other people, I'm transparent about everything. For instance, if I need money, that's honest. I need money to, to support my family, right? But I'm going to make money by doing an illegal drug deal. Right. So my honesty, it's true and it's down to key and it's like, I need money. So it's honest, but transparency saying, no, you can't do a drug deal. So you don't do it. Right. What's the byproduct of that integrity? Basically the byproduct of honesty and transparency is integrity. That integrity makes you authentic. Like you're talking about, you're just sort of, you're so in your middle and so in your center because you're operating from moral compass that is just spot on that no one can touch you. No one can talk bad about you. They can, but it won't stick. They can, they can dog you. It won't stick as long as you're not having the following expectations. So yes. no expectations means this. Give because you want to give and receive with a smile. Any expectations that you have, you have to verbalize them. It's like coming home to your wife. Hey, baby, here's some flowers. And she's thinking, oh, shit, he wants something tonight, right? <laughs> and you're thinking, oh, maybe I'll get some tonight. But no one says anything, right? right? And the next thing you know, you're sitting at dinner, and she's going, man, he's got that weird energy. What's going on? And you're thinking, man, I don't even think she's – maybe she does, maybe she doesn't. Is she, is she trying to turn – why did she look at me like that? You know, it's like all this BS that's going right. on in your head, and you're going like, wait a second, what's going on? And the next thing you know, you're fighting over something that you have no idea why. And that's because <laughs> you have expectations, and she thinks you have expectations, right. and she has expectations, and no one talks about them. So either you have expectations and you verbalize them, or you don't have them. And guess what? Your entire life changes. Everything changes. Everything changes. And I'm talking expectations. A cop stops you, right? Oh my God, I'm nervous. What's going on? I don't, I'm like, okay, I wonder who this guy is. This is going to be exciting. Like my expectation isn't, oh God, a cop stopped me. Now I'm in trouble. Maybe you just like my car. Who knows? You know I me? Mean, I doubt it, but you know, who, who, who right. knows? So hey, officer, how you doing? And when you're like open and you're sort of like free and you have no expectations, they feel that. And it disarms any kind of expectations that they have. And that's why when I talk about, you know, when, when you talk about talking to somebody directly, like I walk up to Bill Clinton, hey, Bill Clinton, how you doing? And I've done it. Kofi Annan, I was, you know, I, I opened balls in, in, in Europe with royals and, you know, I was <laughs> invited to Harry's birthday, right, 18th birthday party, Prince Harry's 18th birthday, right? All kinds of crazy stuff. But that's because I treat everybody the same. Like you said, treat everybody the same. But, but I can dance at their party, if you know what I mean. Like I can't, right. I can't treat everyone the same and not allow them to allow me in. Like I can't walk up with a disgruntled t-shirt, disgruntled veteran t-shirt and expect to get into the UNESCO ball, right? So you have to fit yourself into and allow them to allow you in. So you have to fit yourself into their surroundings. So when I was going to 
um, the royal balls and all that kind of stuff. I had to dress different. I had to learn how to speak properly. I had to learn where to put the fork and the knife and all that kind of stuff. I had to learn what culture really meant. I had to learn which shoes to wear after 1800 and before 1800. If you then, right. you know, what, what does it mean to have, you know, your buttons open on your arm and, and just all kinds of crazy stuff that I had no idea about before. So I learned that so that I could invest better in the relational value and in, in relational capital. So now I have deep-seated friendships in the royal family. I have deep-seated fr friendships in government because I'm always investing and keeping them at my level, right? So, of course, I don't see people at levels, first of all, but people see, okay, he's a, he's a president, so he's definitely way up there. That's what people think. Well, he's not up anywhere. He's just in a position, right? Position of power. But what is power anyway? You know, the, the question is, what is oh, power? It's an illusion. Yeah, of course it is. So, so okay. then the question is, everyone's human. We're all spiritual beings having a human you know, experience. <laughs> right. So when we know that we're all spiritual at one level or another, whether you're conscious of it or not, you are, uh, we meet on that level and everything's good to go. I'm not kidding. It's, it's, look, man, I grew up in a trailer and I sit here in Budapest, Hungary in my dream house with my dream wife, uh, having my dream job, making my dream money, mm -hmm. and it's almost effortless. It's almost shameful. Like if I would, if I was me 20 years ago, I'd be like, my God, it's, I'm embarrassed, you know, but now I'm like, no, I earned it. I'm killing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's my thing. Like, you know, right. all the investments that I did and I love to share it. And that's why I do my lives for free. Cause I want you and everybody who's watching to do the same thing. Cause you know why? Because there's more abundance on this planet than all of us times 10. And anyone who tells you different is trying to keep you from having yours. All right. Simple as that. There's enough to go around for everybody and everything because everything's in motion all the time and change never stops done so there's no shortage of money people out there nope and there's no shortage of people out there nope see uh don't get confused with people and money you know i always say that money is um it's like a river and it flows this way that way and you can tap into this and you can tap into that but don't let that own you don't let and especially what you do for a living don't let that define you because, you know, another thing I pick up on Stephen is he knows all these famous people and all these people. Maybe it's a hierarchy in, of uh, much like a caste system in India or something like that where you, you know, you're literally different, you know, categories of people. But don't think that for one minute that all these people will change the person that Stephen is. No, no. In fact, it's actually it's the opposite. No matter where Stephen goes, he's given himself. And he, prevent, he provides value first, which is awesome because a lot of people don't do that. They go, okay, what's in it for me yep. first? And then, unfortunately, in the business world, sometimes you got to, you know, play the game, you know, for lack of a better expression. But do it. Provide value first. And another interesting word he said, abundance. Now, sometimes um, Stephen likes to say quasi, and I just, I just, I just found out what that meant. And you know, a lot of woo-woo stuff. <laughs> and if you think about it, trust me, the people who don't believe in anything outside of their own, what they see in front of their own five senses, sometimes six, but five senses, they're wrong. And they're just missing out on the best parts of life and the best parts of people too. Because the last, until May, I launched my podcast May 1st, I've seen psychics, I've seen businessmen, I've seen people who invent currency literally invent cryptocurrency and it's mind-boggling okay we're, we're gonna wrap it up here in, in a few minutes but um the last thing i wanted to, about, about being mind-boggling is honesty and transparency and integrity they all don't mean the same thing 
they don't. Um, sometimes people think, well, if I can see right through you, that's um, you're being honest. No, no, no. If you, you you get what you get, you see what you get, and that's and sometimes what well, I'm trying to say, transparency is, is the light through people. You know, so if you can see people and you can see desperation on people, that's the most obvious. But one thing I want to focus on is integrity and honesty. Integrity, a, a, a definition of a second definition of integrity is, you know, bringing people together and being undivided. And that's what I see in Stephen's Stephen's message to the Escavelio Empire, of course, but also his message to the world. We got to do this together. And if, and if I got to do it first, that's what I'm going to do. Do it. People, no matter what your fears are, and, just here, <laughs> and here's the, here's the, here's the best part is that everyone has a story, everyone has a power, and everyone can lead. So, in in whatever area that they're proficient in, the question is, do you allow yourself? Do you trust yourself to move up? Look, I had to, you know, when you're in the military, you have a rank. That's easy to lead because I'm a sergeant now, and I'm a staff sergeant, I'm a whatever, and that's I just lead because that's what I do. But when you're a civilian and you're out in the world, and suddenly you're in front of camera and you're talking, people are like, "Why should I listen to this guy?" Well, if you're thinking, "Why should they listen to me?" They're going to think the same thing. But if I if if I think I don't really care if they listen or not, because I'm doing this because it's coming from me, I'm doing it because I'm giving, and whoever receives it receives it. No one has to listen to me, right? And that's the whole point. And once I got that out of my head, things exploded, like literally exploded. So in the last few minutes, um, I'm, I think we should get something tangible. Like what can someone do, right, to create a business? What can someone do to have their business fly? So I coach a lot of people. Now, if, if I just count the veterans in the last year that I've helped with their business only, I'm not talking about coaching and mentoring, just the business coaching that I've done. Uh, it's over 180 veterans in one year, right? Some longer, some shorter, some one time for 15 minutes and some for, you know, three months at a time and things like that, some for six months and some still to this day. And I did that through pinpoint accuracy, accuracy of what they needed. Why? And this is the key. This is going to make you successful, 50% more successful than you are right now in whatever you do in anything that you do, whether it's a relationship, a job, a career, or a, you know, working at McDonald's or whatever it is, is if you always provide a solution to the problem of the person in front of you, you will always win. You always win that contract. You always, and this is how I landed Andrea Bocelli. I knew his problems. I went to a meeting with him and I asked for a meeting. I went and said, this is your problem. I got your answer right here. I showed him the outcome of what would happen once I solve his problem, but I didn't show him how I'm going to solve it. I'm, I'm the how, me, right? Because I have the answers, but I have to know what the, what the problem is before. So this means know your avatar, know your, your client, know your customer. If you know your customer and you know their problems, you know exactly what to do. So why guess? So if you have a great product, it's awesome and you love it and it's beautiful and it's nice and colorful and stuff, if it doesn't solve a problem, it's useless and you're going to battle to find a way. So how did I start a six-figure business and th within three months, or within three months, make six figures. I provided value only, and I provided answers. I provided a solution to the problems of the veterans that I knew that needed startup business help. They needed to know how to how do I run my business? How do I hire people? How do I you know do my marketing? How do I do my sales? So the questions that I got them, you know, in private messages, I basically answered on lives, and that extrapolated everything. And people saw, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about, and they started hiring me for consult. The next thing you know. I'm getting hired across the board, and then I get pulled into other businesses as well to help them. I get equity deals and all kinds of stuff going on because I can help these guys, help these people. And all I did was find a solution. That's it. 
literally. That's it. Provide value and, and, and a solution. That's it. So you have different tiers. Those people that you provide a direct solution for, they're going to hire you typically. And there's everyone else is what I call radiant value. So the radiant value of what I do is people like you. I get to meet you. We, we didn't have a direct connection for any reason, but you saw something. We saw each other, blah, 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 and now we're connected. That's radiant value right there. I didn't try to lure you in, and you didn't try to find me. It just happened. Right. And so that radiant value is almost more powerful than the direct value that you give because it creates a ripple effect that goes to the entire universe. And next thing you know, um, you're standing in San Diego like I was, and someone walks up to you and hugs you, and you've never seen this person before. And they said, you changed my life. I listen to your lives religiously. They never commented once. They never liked once. They're very like Heidi, Heidi, Heidi. They're not very public people. And they told me, he told me about how he shut down one business and started a new business and is thriving when it's in his relationship just because of my lives. Now, if that's not radiant value, if that's not a return on my relational capital, I don't know what is. It's just, and this is how life can be. It's incredible. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think it's awesome. Uh, another, something real fast. Someone, someone, I think you said it or somebody else on a podcast they said this, they had a 10-year plan and they wanted, it was probably Tim Ferriss, but they said they had a 10-year plan and they wanted to do it in a month. Yeah. And they're like, no, that's crazy. People, just do it. There's nothing holding you back other than you. Get out of your own way. And that's what the lesson I took from listening to Steve Stevens. See, I, I still, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know so many Steves, but one, there's only one Steve in, okay? Remember, he's unforgettable. Uh. But check out his Facebook Lives. I love it. I watch it religiously when I'm at work. Don't tell anybody um, <laughs> because of the time difference, but go check it out. He's on Facebook Live. He adds value for free. You're always looking for something for free. Go check it out. If you got nothing else to do, and if, heaven forbid, you're up in the middle of the morning, go check out his, um, what's that thing you do in the morning? The morning magic, magic morning, the morning purge. Magic morning. Magic morning. Not the magic mic, but <laughs> magic morning. <laughs> It's full of wisdom, and one thing, uh, it's funny that you said, I mentioned Marcus Aurelius. You know, another quote I like from Marcus Aurelius, Aurelius, see, I have this problem. The only wealth which you keep forever is the wealth you give away. I love that. Yep, indeed. You know, he was a wise man, and, and people realize, don't realize when he wrote this stuff. Well, everything he wrote, almost everything he wrote is based on quantum physics, because there we go again. That used to be the common knowledge. That used to be religion, quantum physics, Alchemy, that was all one. You know, it's only when, when organized religion came back, whenever it came, uh, that they split it. They split alchemy and they split quantum physics and they split religion because of the structures that were put in place in order to, like, rule lands and kings and queens and things like that. So, I mean, look, just, just, just real, um, real, real quick. When we, talk about, when we talk about certainty, just, just give you an idea. I'm going to give you an idea how powerful certainty is. Back when kings and queens were the only ones that lived in brick houses, right, or had different rooms and heating with fireplaces, everyone else had sort of huts out of straw and stuff, they were certain that they would never get that brick house, right? right. They, having meat was normal. Having dairy didn't exist. Growing food, they had to. They had to work for it. But they didn't have all the luxury. They didn't have, they didn't have all of the bath and the hot water and that kind of stuff. Right. So they were certain that they couldn't do it. Now, look at us now. We don't have Wi-Fi on a metal tube flying through the sky at 200 miles an hour. We complain. So our certainty has changed, hasn't it? So oh, our absolutely. certainty, exactly. So um, what I'm telling you is when you have certainty, you're creating your world. And that's what happened with, with mankind through is when enough people started doing one thing, people say, oh, I can do that too. If one man can do it, anyway. any man can do it. Yeah. See what I'm saying? So absolutely. join the movement and start doing more 
than what people tell you to do and start creating your own reality. Just do it, people. There's nothing. And it won't cost you nothing. A few minutes of your time, I challenge anybody and anybody who listens to this podcast, go check him out on Facebook. I think that's one of his favorite uh, mediums to connect, but he's on yeah. LinkedIn. I think you're on Twitter. I, I do follow yeah. you on Twitter. Yeah. LinkedIn, Twitter, um, especially Facebook. Oh, I'm loving Facebook because it's just there. It's unlimited bandwidth. Go yep. check it out. But I want to thank Stephen for joining us, joining the Escavelio Empire. And just do it, people. He's already added massive value to this world. He's, asked, he's added massive value to the Escavelio Empire. And he's just adding value no matter where he goes. No matter Thanks how so big, much. no matter small. No, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining, taking out your Sunday. I know this is probably um, a day to spend. Your, oh, his family's out of town. But most of the time, you know, fence yeah. and just get out there and start living, people. Life is the ultimate reward. And when you share life, you're, just, you're already one. And I personally believe that. And like I said, I want Stephen to enjoy the rest of his Sunday. Thank you. And on behalf of the Escavelio Empire, enjoy. Thank you very much. And everyone have a fantastic day. <laughs> And remember one thing, people, it's all about quality, quality of life. life. I learned that from Steven. <laughs> I normally don't say that. but <laughs> Love it, brother. Love it. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. I'd like to thank this week's very special guest for joining us. Thank you. Hope everything goes well this week. Hope everything goes well for you this week. Remember three things. Be good to yourself. Love yourself. And after you get done loving yourself, go over and check out the website. RyanMichaelEscavel.com. Have a great week.